And welcome once again to this thing called The Wonderland, where we take 20 minutes or so of your precious time every two weeks in an effort to present you with alternative, useful and hopefully amusing views on situations and subjects which you may never have thought much about, possibly because they weren't really worth thinking very much about. Hmm. But in my experience, the best information usually comes as a surprise. In those moments when I'm not expecting it, sometimes when I don't necessarily even want it, but almost always when I need it, oddly enough. But that's life, isn't it? Largely inexplicable, often confusing, and occasionally entertaining. And of course, because life as a whole is such a weird experience, most of us wonder from time to time what it all actually means. You know, why are we here now, in this moment, with these people? listening to this podcast. Hmm. Anyway, that brings me rather conveniently to the first subject of today's show. Dreams, as in the ones you have when you're asleep. We've pretty much all had them, I think. A lot of people will be having them at this very moment. And to my mind, dreams are among the most mysterious of all natural phenomena in the human experience. I don't so much want to get into the hows and whys of dreams, but more into the what-ifs. Do I have my own thoughts about those? Well, yes I do, and you're all going to hear them right now. Courtesy of everybody's second favourite segment, Jeff's Thought of the Day. And welcome to Thought of the Day. First of all, I want to say that I'm a big fan of sleep. Always have been. For as long as I can remember, if I'm tired and it's possible to take a nap, I'll take one. Anytime, anywhere, I don't care. Kids tend to sleep a lot, and I know I certainly did back in the day as well. I think I used to dream a lot more when I was a kid too. At least it seemed like that. Hmm. But probably... I dream just as much now, it's just that I have less time to spend thinking about it afterwards. Anyway, I remember desperately trying to stay in those dreams which were going particularly well, and I think I actually came close once or twice, but that was usually the point at which I woke up, always disappointed that success had eluded me yet again. If I had been able to stay in the dream, though, it would have amounted to taking a level of control, which is apparently impossible. Apparently. Or is it? So now I'm thinking, why did I feel the need to control or stay in the dream? And isn't the fact that I was conscious enough within the dream to realise it was a dream some kind of proof in itself of something more? Possibly. But of course, I have absolutely no idea what something more means in this case. Now there have been loads of books and movies dealing with this subject, most notably for me Christopher Nolan's Inception from 2010 I think it was. So I'm definitely not the only one thinking about this stuff and wondering if it was possible to stay in a dream. You know, if it was, would we do it? And what would that mean? As a kid, 
I reasoned that being in a dream was a completely safe place because it wasn't reality and I knew it. And therefore, no matter what I did in the dream, it'd have no real consequences back in the real world, right? Well, no, we actually have no idea. But I believe one thing is pretty much for sure. Dream control would prove the existence of alternate realities. And my guess is that if we could do that and remember everything from the dream when we woke up, it may well turn upside down the existence we have here on Earth right now. Which might not be all that convenient. Now look, I don't want to get into the whole space-time physics area of this question, but let's go Hollywood for a minute and just assume that, say, 10 minutes of normal sleeping time equated to a lifetime within a dream. It's a fantastically liberating thought though, isn't it? On a slightly darker note, I've also always wondered whether to be in a dream and suddenly find that you were able to stay in that dream uh, simply meant that you had died. Now, whilst that might sound a little bit too linear, it would make a lot of sense in so much as living a whole lifetime in an alternate reality and then coming back to this lifetime, 10 minutes after nodding off in the now time, would almost certainly be psychologically too much to handle. Unless, as I said earlier, you weren't able to remember anything from the dream. If, however, you were able to remember just enough to know for sure that it had happened, you'd also realise that dreams were actually alternative realities existing parallel to ours. And I reckon that would have to make you a lot more philosophical and a lot less stressed about a whole lot of things in the here and now. Anyway, they do say that practice makes perfect. So if you'll excuse me, I'm going to take a nap. I think, I think it was the thought of the day. Yes, it most certainly was thought of the day. And that was one hell of a power nap, let me tell you. So now it's time for some musical relief, as it were, in the form of Song of the Day. And today we're going to grab an earful of a track from my 1994 album, No Man's Land which was recorded in Germany, and which was finally released digitally last year. Now, it took about five minutes to write, it was a hell of a lot of fun to record, and it's called Here I Go Again. Well 
And that's Here I Go Again from the 1994 album No Man's Land. And you can hear the rest of the album and the rest of my music on Spotify or Apple Music or any of the streaming services. Well, as our regular listeners know, there's never a dull moment here on The Wonderland. And true to form, it's now time for something different again as we descend briefly into madness for another bewildering episode of Good Times with Big Jeff and Little Kev. Now, folks, on Good Times, we like to be honest about what's happening here Mm -hmm. in the studio. It's not a studio, is it, Kevin? Well, if you're recording somewhere, you can technically call it a studio, but not really. Okay, so it's like a mobile studio that's not on wheels. Oh, we're a mobile studio. We are a mobile We're studio. going mobile today. We're going mobile. That's it. Yeah, we are. Now, Kev, it's occurred to me that rain is not rain. No, well, it is. It it's is. Ra- well, rain is rain. No, 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 but okay. If it rains somewhere in Australia, yeah, it's know, rain. If I it know. rains here, it's yeah, rain. It is, but, but the thing is, what's considered rain? You look out the window in Germany or Switzerland. Mm-hmm. He means um, Australia. And you see rain and you think, oh, that's not much rain. That's just what that is. That's just normal. And then you'll see the same rain in Europe and you'll, you'll crap yourself because you're like, oh, my God. And what happened recently, of course, in Europe, and this happens we in every We are in Europe, country. by the way. I'd like to point that out. Just yeah, I know, back. I know. But Google it. Yeah, but I can say. You pin yourself. Yeah, but I, with the donkey. <laughs> no, 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 no. But you could pin yourself right now. You can say, could... hey, listen, this is where I am. And then look mm. to see where you are. Where are you, Jeff? Yeah, I don't know, but I don't have any pins. Maybe okay. I should have picked some okay. up. And, Google it. Google okay. It. No, but I don't want to Google now. You, you can't just Google it at will. You could Google it. No, not while we're Why in the middle not? of the program. Well, we can't. They can. They, no, they, they can, can wait. No, they can't. They, of course they can. Folks, you can't wait, can you? Oh, we can't. See? Yeah, right. Yeah, that, that, no, I, I didn't want to put words into your mouth, people, but, but we know, I know, Kevin, oh, I don't know, but look, I know that you're waiting for, to be entertained, and they've been waiting They'll to be, be entertained waiting for now. a long, long time. Well, that's it. I think it's, the show should be called Great Expectations, and in brackets, <laughs> not met. Not met. Or something like that. <laughs> anyway. No, it's just interesting the way, you know, you perceive rain differently in different countries. Do you find that interesting, Kevin, or do you think that's... No, I don't find it interesting at all. At all. Well, so, so you tell me about your rain experience. Well, I think I have, and, and I'm no, not going to say how do you experience it, it in, in Australia, for instance? Um, are... Well, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of rain that's very hard, it's very heavy. And then, of course, um, you think, oh, that's normal, you know. But if you get the same rain in Europe or in another country, depending on the proclivities of that country. Oh is God, that word again. again? Yeah, I know I'm not using the word yeah, right, you know, folks. Just before our podcast, you know, yeah, sorry, it's your I... podcast, but just before we get on here to mm-hmm. do the segment, yeah. you're always huddling in the corner with a tiny little book. I like and to huddle. I know what it is. I like to go into a huddle, and that and that's a series of tiny little books, yeah. all of them on different, um, subjects. different subjects. Yes, yes And, and yes. then the last little one was like, on using words that nobody knows. That's it. And, and again, if you hear a word from someone that you don't, know or that you haven't heard before you automatically your brain says oh that person's really smart yeah so right? that's what you're going for huh yeah well as i've said before kevin and i think you know <laughs> yeah it's more important to appear intelligent than to be intelligent by the way i like the way you you, you use spacing very perfectly oh, am I? like really yeah so you say if you want to if you want to pay attention kevin you know uh, you, like you draw you know, it really keeps yeah. me on my toes. Yeah, well, it's, I like to keep you on your toes, particularly as you're sitting down. Yeah. Because being on your toes while you're sitting down isn't easy, folks. Try it. It's, it's tricky. I'm it's tricky. Right now. Try it. It's not tricky. No, okay, it's not tricky. If you're trying to stand, stand on your toes yeah. while standing okay. up. That, that was a completely stupid thing that, that I've said. You know, Can you I apologize? You should have been reading that little book. Can I apologize? You just did. Oh, good. 
Oh, good. That means I don't do have to. Again. At least it'll be a double apology. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we don't double apologies. No. Now, we touched upon something that I just want to revisit ever so briefly, and it was the subject. Of okay, that's it. Okay, good. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, no. Built-in obsolescence, right here. And we suggested that there was an OT department yes. in companies that, that was made. Th- it was well, it wasn't wrong because OT stands for. Obsolescence technician. Or technician or technologist. Oh, no, no, that's interesting. Oh, that's an interesting. Yeah, because if you think about it, it, there'd have to be a technology that makes something obsolete, but in a surreptitious way. There you go. You start reading that little book. Mm, That little book with all the long words in it. Mm, Yes. Yep, love it. And, but you know what I mean? It's like you, you don't know. When you buy this brand new shiny TV, whatever it is, washing machine, fridge, you look at it and you think, oh, it's brand new and it's wonderful and I love it. And part of your brain is actually saying, it's going to last forever. Yeah, yeah it is. Of but course. That's not true. It's not true. So there's a technology that works to make sure it doesn't. To make sure it doesn't. Make anyway, sure. This Guarantee is, it. Yeah. Now, this is actually what I should have called the bio department. Now, before oh. you think this is something to do with biodiversity or something like... Um, you know, biology or anything. No, it just means built-in obsolescence. Oh, yeah. wow. I, I don't know why I wasted a minute on that. He just did. Well, I mean, how, how long is this normally? Five um, minutes? It's normally five minutes. So, okay, Kevin, okay what's your subject? What, what are you going to bring to the table, Let me see. Kevin? Let, let me just put a, a pregnant pause in there. And okay. How did it get pregnant? Well, I didn't I, No, I, I don't really Okay, so here's, here's what I'm going to say. What are you going to say? Jeff. Oh, well, Kevin, that's, that's very official, and I like your spacing. Five minutes up. Good times with Big Jeff and Little Kev. And, of course, Little Kev and myself will be back with more sensible discourse on the subjects that matter in just two weeks' time. Now, I've got an important question, and it's this. Do we naturally expect less fortunate people to be nicer people than fortunate people? Okay, it's not really an important question, but it is an interesting one. And I think we do. It's a theory, of course, and so what better forum could there possibly be for me to share this theory with you all than theory time? Yo, you can't know what you can't know. I'm going to tell you what I think I know. And I know what I know. This is what I know. Theory time. And welcome to Theory Time. And yes, I think we humans have a tendency, born out of sympathy, to automatically assume that the less fortunate, you know, people with disabilities, poor folks, homeless people, are likely to be nicer people than average. By extension, this would also suggest, of course, that people without those issues are probably less likely to be nice. Well, I think we can safely agree that this kind of thinking is completely illogical, and yet we do to some degree buy into it, don't we? At least subconsciously. So why do we do this? Well, I guess it's a case of feeling bad for someone and then allowing that sympathy to get out of control. Because the reality is that everyone is human and there are great people and assholes everywhere and whether or not a person is unfortunate has no bearing on this whatsoever. On a related subject, is it just my imagination or do there seem to be far more stupid people in the world now than ever before? Or are we maybe just more aware of the stupidity? I would tend to go with the latter opinion. But there's no way of knowing for sure, of course, so it's kind of a rhetorical question. You might also suggest that stupidity is subjective. But 
No, I think the genuine article is unmistakable and easy to spot. Is it a form of disability? Well, yes, I believe it actually is. But I think one of the biggest problems we have as a society is our high tolerance for stupidity, and especially the notion that stupid people should have a voice too. Well, actually, no, no, they really shouldn't. Just as refrigeration mechanics shouldn't be lecturing on heart transplant techniques at the Royal College of Surgeons. But thanks to social media, there's far more stupidity floating around out there in cyberspace and elsewhere than ever before. Or at least so it seems. And the sort of stupid I'm talking about is, for example, where unsubstantiated and unquantifiable fiction is routinely packaged and subsequently consumed as fact. But I suppose the problem with our stupidity is that it might really be so much a part of the overall human condition that we may not ever be able to bring ourselves to treat it as a disability, for fear that doing so might be undemocratic or inhuman or discriminatory. But I reckon that unless we do start discriminating against stupidity, we'll end up well and truly disabled as a society, and probably not a very nice one either. Anyway, the good news is that we here at The Wonderland will continue our quest for truth and perfection when it comes to these things, at least until such time as they turn the lights off, or until all the world's problems are neatly solved and we can all live happily ever after. Whichever comes first. This is what I know. Theory time. And on that realistic note, we bid farewell to Theory Time and also to the 71st episode. Thanks for joining me today, everyone, and a special thanks to Little Kev for lending his unique perspective to our Good Time segment. Now, if you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe or follow if you aren't already doing so, and you'll be given a heads up as soon as the next episode drops, which will be in two weeks' time. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other. Don't sweat the small stuff. Don't eat the yellow snow. Keep both feet on the wheel. And I'll be talking to you again real soon on the next episode of The Wonderland. Gotta get back to Jeff's Wonderland. Wonderland.